What's going on, guys? Adam here with Cover Band Confidential. Happy Musician Monday. This is the post that we do on Monday mornings after a weekend of shows where we kind of share a little bit of knowledge to help you guys reset and get your mind in the game. This week's clip is from an interview that we did during the pandemic that absolutely broke my brain. This is a conversation we had with Finn McKenty, better known as the Punk Rock MBA. He has his own podcast. You should absolutely check that out if you're into the kind of music that uh, he talks about, which is mostly like punk, metal, and hardcore. But he had a ton of really great insights on how we as musicians should really think of ourselves as entertainers and the things that we can do online to foster a relationship with our audiences that I don't think a lot of musicians and especially cover band musicians consider. After we did this interview, I took a really hard look at my online social media presence and realized that I really had some work to do. It's part of the reason why I changed up the way that I post to Instagram and Facebook, and it absolutely inspired the way that I post videos to YouTube as well as building my following on TikTok. This was an absolute game changer for me, and if you haven't heard this full interview, you absolutely should go check it out. Also, a friendly reminder that the majority of the content that you get on these Monday posts is from our YouTube channel. We are dangerously close to hitting a thousand subscribers, which opens up a lot of new features, so if you are not a subscriber already, please go ahead and do that. I'll put a link for that in the show notes. And with that out of the way, let's get into As it. Musicians, how do you shift gears and kind of change focus uh, from being a quote unquote performer to being more of a content creator? There's no such thing as like music marketing. There's just marketing. And it, it's it's a weird thing that musicians, I think, have kind of tunnel vision of like, yeah, but does this work for bands? The goal of marketing is to make the cash register ring. What do you think is musicians and bands that are trying to establish themselves? Like, what is something that you consistently see people getting wrong? Uh, the biggest mistake that musicians make is too much promotion. Like okay. just blasting people. Watch my video. Watch my video. Watch my video. Come to my show. Come to my show. Come to my show. Think of it the same way as if you are in a room with other humans. Pretend you're just walking around that room. We've all, if you've been to a networking event and there's that person that's just going around punishing everyone and handing out their business card, you're just like, dude, f off. I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't want your card. Go away. That's the same mistake that musicians make. You have to understand if you just Google marketing funnel, you'll see that before you ask people to give you money or their attention. And by the way, you need to understand that in a lot of cases, asking people to give you their attention is is a bigger ask than giving you their money. We're all busy. We've all got, you know, competing priorities like families and stuff like that. And so if you're asking somebody, take time away from, you know, hanging out with your kids to listen to my song, that's actually a big ask. So before you do that, they have to know who you are, they have to care about you, they have to understand where you're coming from and why this is interesting and special. Musicians kind of jump the gun and go straight to the promotion part. Uh, and I think overlook the top of that funnel of like building an audience and helping them slowly get to know you and then eventually making the ask. So what are some appropriate actions at the top of the funnel then? What, what kind of things do you do to start creating that relationship and create that connection? It's going to depend on who you are and who your audience is and what phase you're at in your career and all that stuff, career as a band. But you know, I would think of it just imagine that you got plopped into a room full of 100 strangers. What would you do? You would establish common interests and ask them about themselves and try to figure out a little bit more. You maybe share some kind of high level information about yourself and why you're here and stuff like that. It's social media. 
And I think people forget like the social part that like you should, you should generally speaking, think about this the same way as you'd interact with other humans in person. So for example, if you're a musician, one of the things you could do at the top of the funnel is like talk about your influences, like storytelling is what that's what this is all about. So if you say that the one thing that brought us all together at the beginning of the band is we all love Pantera. And sometimes we fight over whether this album or that album is better. And, you know, Dan thinks vulgar display of power is the best, but he's wrong. And here's why. Ha ha ha. And then you have sort of told a little bit of a story about who you are and where you're from. And you have established some sort of rapport with your audience that like, if you like Pantera and we like Pantera, then we've got a little something in common. So you you put that out there and then there's going to be a conversation in the comments about which album is the best and whatever you said. And then you go in there and reply to all those comments. And now people, even if you're not in a big band, people are going to be excited that somebody from the band replied to their comment. And guess what happens next time you post something like they just have more of a connection with you because you replied to their comment. And next time you post something, they're going to be way more inclined to pay attention to it, to interact with it. And when you do say, please listen to my song, they're going to be way more inclined to do that because they know you a little bit more. You are the center of that interaction, which now makes you the life of the party. So I think about that, like think of what's the elevator pitch for yourself and then everything you post from your account should reinforce that story. So you got to understand that this is no longer your personal platform for you to say whatever you want. This is a tool, a business tool to, to build a brand and tell a story for commercial gain. You know, branding is something that we talk about a lot because if you are just a band that plays other people's stuff, then like the, the primary way that you differentiate yourself is the way that you present yourself to the world. Now you've so, got to have a story about who you are because it's not coming out in your songwriting. That's a great way to put it. To me, you know, the way I would think about it is a cover band in particular is entertainment. Like it's not, at least to me, like I don't see it as art, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing at all. So how can you be entertaining? You know, uh, they're not exactly a cover band, but Steel Panther is like a perfect example of this. I mean, and their success speaks for itself. Like they're super entertaining. So what kind of entertaining content can you put out? If you're a Beatles cover band, there's probably some sort of like inside jokes or trivia that, you know, Beatles fans would know, you know, interesting little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Again, it's all about storytelling. Before you say, hey, we're playing at Joe's Bar and Grill on Friday, You know, the number of people who come to that show is going to be a function of how well you did your storytelling in the months or years before you made that announcement. So like my primary project is is like an 80s focused tribute band. And so for us, like anytime there's a new season of Stranger Things or, you know, any sort of like throwback pop culture thing that pops up is a great way for us to kind of engage with our audience because we know that they're kind of into that kind of thing. But as far as posting things for your your band or whatever, one of the things that you do is is you do social media coaching and you've got certain kind of posts that you think that bands should kind of or, or brands should kind of focus on. How exactly do you break those down? Like I know that one that you talk about a lot is like magnets. Well, let me explain what a like magnet is, because I think that's the most important thing. If you if you find your like magnet, this is game changer for you. A like magnet is my term for the piece of content that you can post that you know, with 90% certainty is going to get a lot of engagement and get you new followers. So anytime you want to grow your audience, you just post this thing and you know that you're going to get a light, a ton of likes and new followers. And it's hard to find. And it's going to take experimentation and there's no real one size fits all solution for that. But you know, for me, for example, I make memes about the scene, about the music scene. And I guess I do a good job of it because they always get good engagement and I'll get between, you know, 10 and 100 new followers every time I post one of those. So you do the math. If I post two of those a week, that's 
20 to 200 new people a week. And I can choose how often I want to do that. And it's sort of like, just imagine you have a faucet where you can just turn on growth. I mean, that's what everybody wants, right? So that I think is the closest thing to like a magic bullet on social media. And that is the very top of the funnel. That's to get new people into your audience and just to make light, small talk conversation with your audience. And then once you've got those new people in there, eventually you got to have a little bit more substantial con- a conversation with them or else they're just going to you know, look at you as the guy that posts memes. So then you need to tell them a little bit more about yourself and where you're coming from and what you do and all that kind of thing. And one important thing to note here is like not every post is designed to get maximum engagement. If I post a meme, that's always going to get more engagement than if I post something about my philosophy on business because my philosophy on business is less entertaining than a meme. But that's okay because that's not my goal with that post. The goal of my philosophy post is for the people who see this, I want you to know how I see things in business so that then eventually, if I announce that I you know, have openings in my coaching program or something like that, that you might take me up on that. You got to eventually be willing to go for the ask and accept that not everyone's going to like that because if all you do is optimize for engagement, then you're just going to be a meme page and you're going to get a lot of engagement and a lot of followers, but so what? To what end? If I was to put some rough guardrails out there, I would say that if you're in the situation where you're trying to grow your following, and this you know this changes over time, for most people, aggressive growth is a goal of theirs. So if you were in that phase, I would say roughly speaking, 70% or 60% should be content where you're optimizing for engagement. People are always looking for some sort of like, hack or work around or like it, it doesn't exist. You have to make good content and then you use things like hashtags to get that content in front of good people or in front of the right people. But everything I'm saying here assumes that you have good content. And exactly. by the way, you don't decide what's good content, the audience does. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes a bitter pill to swallow, but you got to accept the fact that they're the judge, not you. So if you put something out there and nobody likes it, then that means it wasn't good content, at least in the eyes of your audience. Think of it like you know, there's these bands that won't play their big song. Yeah. And you're just like, why? Why don't you just play the song? Well, that's, you know, that song doesn't really sound like us. That's our poppy song. But, you know, we don't play that because it's just like, dude, just get over yourself and give the people what they want. Play the song. Yeah, we, we cover artists don't have a problem with that. We'll play the song. Not a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you won't do it, the cover bands will. Right. However many Instagram followers you have, whether it's 10 or 10,000 or whatever, You're on stage and you can't play your instrument. What would you do? That's how I would think about this. 